Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. Welcome to Broad Street Hockey Facebook Live post game. My name is Bill Matz. I'm your director of fun and games for the evening, and I could not be more pumped about this one, guys. That was a great team win. I actually remembered my notebook this week uh, or this show, so good stuff. <laughs> Why can't we do that on the road? We'll get into that. I'm not even worried about the road right now because they're home, and that was a good, solid win. Uh, it is absolutely something to be concerned about. It is absolutely something you have to think about. But right now, uh, this is my main takeaway. And I was key, I, you know, it's not hard math to do, but I'm not great at math. But I finally figured it out at the end. After 125 minutes against the Washington Capitals, the Flyers lead 4-3. Now, obviously, they lost the one game in a shootout, but since everyone else tells me that shootouts don't count, um, I'm willing to forego that. Uh, that was just a great team win. I'm going to get to some of my notes, and then we're going to get to you because it's all about the fans tonight. Want to know how you're feeling. Want to know what you think about this win after that terrible road trip. Want to know how you feel about the home versus road. So throw all that stuff in there. Uh, let's get it going, and I'll get to it after I get to my few notes. Um, these The first page is just my notes for the first two periods. Uh, up to the task physically and emotionally. Seemed to play best when the game got chippy. That shorthanded goal was a play a good team makes. The number one C gets called for a slash after he feels like he got hit in the face, deserved a penalty of his own. He takes that. It was a slash. He deserved the penalty. Way too high up to swing your stick, but whatever. Sean Couturier's the man. Not going to bag on him for that. Because the PK was awesome. Not only was the PK awesome, they answered. They responded to adversity. Oh, okay. This is our. That was the second penalty, or that was Couturier's first penalty, I believe. Uh, but you know, he's one of your best penalty killers. He's one of your best players. One of your best face-off guys. He's not out there. What do they do? Scott Lawton applies some pressure, gets physical. Kevin Hayes takes it the whole way, puts it behind Holtby. Uh, just in just a, a freaking great play. That was. That in that embodied what this game was about to me, responding to the adversity and just uh yeah, sound is good today. I know. I, I messed with the settings. It turns out there's settings on the back of this mic. I thought I had them set right, and I didn't because two of the logos are like exactly the same, and I just I, I misinterpreted it. Anyway, back to the game. That shorthanded goal by Hayes uh embodied what this game was all about, responding to and overcoming adversity and playing your best. Uh, when your back is against the wall, and that's what they did. Um, yeah, after 105 minutes of hockey versus Caps, Flyers ahead 4-3, and that's you know how it ended after 125 minutes, two games, all at the Wells Fargo Center, where this is a different team. Um, and that's my next note. Different team at home. That forecheck, we just talked about it last night on this post game. It seemed like on a lot of the trip, um, even if the first guy got in there, and made the play, uh, got his stick on a puck, made a hit, made it a 50-50 battle, whatever. The first four-checker, his job is to take the body to just kind of nullify the guy. And it's the second man's in job to get the puck and make something happen. They just weren't getting that second man in to, uh, they just weren't getting that second man in to make plays on the road trip. Happened so often tonight. I mean, yeah, the shots were what they were. I even actually even looked at the box score. I'm going to try to bring it up while I'm talking right now. Um, I don't know what the shots were. I know for a long period of time the Flyers hadn't ha didn't even register a shot in the second period. But even when that was going on, it didn't seem like they were being dominated. They just couldn't get something through. They were making things happen. Uh, obviously, Caps had some zone time, but hey, man, Carter Hart was up to it. He let in. Um, yeah, he wasn't awesome tonight. He wasn't great Carter Hart. He wasn't one of the best goalies in the league, which is what he's capable of being when he's playing at his very best. He does that have, have that kind of ability, but he made, he made huge saves, uh, none bigger than that across the crease save he made late in the game. Uh, stopped Ovechkin a couple of times, just really did his job, kept the team in it, gave them their chance, and they absolutely came in on that, uh, capitalized on the chances that they had. Like I said, this is just a different team at home. That forecheck, uh, that's what I was getting into before I got sidetracked. So many turnovers created, so much pressure. They played a great physical game tonight. Was really happy to see how they responded after, um, after a, uh, an up-and-down performance last night, but ultimately they weren't good enough to get the job done. 
They did squeeze out a point. And now, hey, look at this. They played two of the best teams in the division and have three of the last four points. I realize, you know, you look at it in two-game spurt and like, oh, wow, Ottawa's doing well when you only look at, you know, any two-game situation. But I am very happy with the way this team responded. Uh, Something I wanted to point out, I don't know if we'll get to, really good broadcast tonight. I know a lot of people, uh, you know, they have – some people really like NBC. Some people really don't. I usually like it more than not, but every pro sports broadcast has its flaws, obviously. But they broke down a couple of plays tonight. The Hayes shorthanded goal and how he had the puck in shooting position and hope he had the guard against the short side shot, which allowed Hayes with his long reach to just make the one move and tuck it behind Holtby on the goal. And earlier in the game, they pointed out what uh, TK didn't do on a power play. Uh, Puck goes behind the net, and he's on the – it was the behind the net, so I have to go left and right. You all know how I'm terrible at left and right. Um, He was just a little late coming off of of the left wing half boards and getting to the front of the net when there was a centering pass, I believe, from Voracek. And uh, they, they pointed it out and showed what the play was supposed to be. And I thought it was a really, really solid uh, broadcast just in terms of talking about the actual game, talking about hockey, not talking about storylines and who played where at juniors and all that. Didn't talk too much about Niskanen and Gudis. They focused on the hockey, and I thought they did a really good job on the broadcast. So those are my notes from the first two periods. Uh, third period. Love the early pressure, not sitting back. They did not just let the Capitals go on a, uh, go on a, uh, you know, like a shooting spree. I don't want to use shooting spree, but they didn't let them just dominate the game. They didn't turtle up. The Flyers, especially in the first half of that sec- of that third period, came out with the intention of extending their league, uh, extending their lead, and not hoping to just hang on for the win. Happy to see that. Uh, and Coots deserved a goal. I can't believe he didn't get that empty netter at the end. Played a hell of a game tonight. Took a couple of penalties, which you don't love. You don't love it out of one of your best defensive guys. You hope he stays out of the box. Him in the box for four minutes is four minutes. You can't use him, and that's not great. But other than that, I thought he played a hell of a game. That's it. As you can tell, I'm excited. I want to hear how excited all you are. All right, let's start it off. Start it with Chris Tompkins. Woo! How are you now? Um, that third, uh, let's go to Lawrence. That third goal was a thing of beauty. Both Hayes and Lawton were poetry in motion. They were. That's how a good team responds. That's how you would respond to that sort of adversity. Couturier absolutely deserved the penalty. No question about it. Got the stick up way too high. That's the rule. But he felt as if he was fouled earlier on the, uh, on the shift. Wilson, Wilson made himself known out there, but I thought the Flyers didn't back down. They stood up to him. They took every shot they could at him. They took as many shots as they could at Ovechkin. Man, Ovechkin's a freaking tank. How good is that guy? But kept him off the board tonight, and that was huge. But, yeah, that, uh, that shorthanded goal was play, one of the plays of the year for me. Like, in terms of how important this game was just for the psyche of the team, for the momentum of the team, coming off the road trip they just came off of, that shorthanded goal was as big of a play as anyone has made, and I will absolutely give Lawton as much credit for it as Hayes. Hayes made the finish. It's an unassisted goal at the end of the day. But in my mind, Scott Lawton gets an assist on that goal for the way he pressured, the way he was physical at the top, which allowed for the, uh, which allowed for the loose puck uh, and Hayes to scoop it up. Uh, comments are coming in fast. I'm going to try to keep up here, guys. Uh, <laughs> Wilson is a sewer rat. Only Marchand is worse. I would love Tom Wilson, man. I, listen, yeah, he's an asshole out there. I would love Tom Wilson on this team, uh, no doubt about it. Uh, Lawton does so many little things right. He really is a great asset. Absolutely, he's a great asset. I, I, we talked about this a lot, especially last year, when there were only so many positives to take away. I kept saying one of the things I learned about last season was, even if it's only 10 minutes a game, Scott Lawton has a place on my team. Now, obviously, I don't make any decisions, I'm just saying he's a type of guy I want on my team. He is like uh, does a lot of little things, plays hard every night. You know what you're getting from Scott Lawton. Big fan of his. The fact that Radko Gudis didn't score some ridiculous highlight real goal on us tonight is honestly the most, uh, I think that said, most impressive. Yeah, I may have had some money on Gudis scoring, but I take um, I take former Flyers every game, just put a couple of bucks on it, and it's like, 
Why not? It always happens. Uh, time to separate. Time to separate Myers and Sanheim. Each minus two tonight. Each minus three last night. I yeah, I'm not. I, I like the rest of the pairs. I liked what I saw out of Friedman tonight, especially early. Thought he had a thought he had good jump. Um, liked what I saw out of Friedman. How about Robert Haig? We spend a lot of time. On not just me on post game, I try to point out when I think Haig played well. But overall, we as a fan base and Broad Street Hockey as a podcast, you know, all of our shows spend a lot of time talking about what we don't like about Robert Haig. I'll tell you, a couple of points the last two nights gets credit for that goal. Didn't look like um, was that Pitlick in front? Didn't look like he got a stick on it. I don't think. It's crazy what scoring a couple of points does for a guy's confidence because he had a couple of blocks shorthanded tonight. I'm good with Robert Haig right now. Um, I still think there are better options when this team is healthy, but this team's not healthy. And this is what I've said, him as a a fill-in. Yeah, you'd like someone better than Robert Haig, but who is a better seventh defenseman than a guy with the amount of games he's played, former second-round pick? We know all about what Robert Haig is. At the end of the day, if you can put him in the right situations, he's steady enough. And that's what I saw tonight. I'm happy with the way Robert Haig is playing right now. So I think Myers and Sanheim will figure it out. Those are two good players. They haven't been absolutely awesome the last few nights. Sanheim has turned on the aggressiveness, though, and I think that's important. Um, he, he He's best when he's running loose. I know you want solid play at both ends of the ice, and he was a lot better def- defensively. Uh, last year than he's been so far this year, but I think it's just a matter of time before he turns it on. All right, Barry, I would love to see Ghost turn it around, but if he's out for a while, Friedman looks like a serviceable third-pairing guy, to say the least. Um, Yeah, I want to see Friedman get a shot. I hoped he would come into the lineup today before they announced that Ghost... I I didn't even know he had an MRI. I just, oh, he's out with a knee, figured he blocked a shot or something little banged up, or maybe they were just making an excuse to bring him out of the lineup, didn't want to call him a healthy scratch. I, you know, all these things ran through my head. And then they're like, yeah, he had an MRI in his knee today. So hopefully he gets better and comes back strong and plays his best hockey of the year. But I want to see Mark Friedman get a shot. Uh, he showed me enough tonight to think, yeah, why not? And if Ghost is out for any amount of time, they still only have six healthy defensemen with Braun out until at least after the All-Star break. So this is your opportunity. This is what young guys, uh, this is what they wait for. When there's people ahead of you in, in line in the depth chart, you you never want to see anyone get hurt, but you wait for the opportunity. He's got his opportunity now. So far, so good. Let's see him build on it. Boosh better than Pierre? Yeah, I mean, that's not even a question. There were some phantoms at the Spectrum talk tonight. Boosh is, the, Boosh is one of my favorite flyers ever. I freaking love Brian Boucher. Um... He's the man. He can do no wrong in my eyes. But he's also a very good commentator, and I did think, uh, especially on, um, especially on that uh, on Hayes's goal, showing what the goalie is looking at versus you know what Hayes showed him versus then what he the move he made. I thought that was just a, a nice piece of the broadcast. I know it seems pretty basic, like oh yeah, the commentators are breaking down the game, but you know how this shit goes, man. Like. They, they go so much for the lowest common denom- denominator sometimes that they forget most people watching the game are big hockey fans, and I think that's a uh, problem with them. Yeah, anyone better than Pierre, absolutely. Uh, do you think they just put t- uh, too much pressure on the trip before, the le- uh, before they left? We heard a lot of this trip can define who we are. Sometimes team can just teams can just overthink things. Yeah, that's definitely part of it because – Prior to the mid-December three-game road trip, where I think they went 0-3, um, they were like around 500 on the road, maybe like even a game over. They weren't too bad. And then that little three-gamer, we all just kind of went, that's when the Limblom news came out. This was a team really struggling uh, with a lot of things on and off the ice. They come home, sort it out, and we go, oh, okay, so that was just a blip. But then that trip, um, I don't, want to make excuses for it because it was bad that oh yeah maybe they overthought it they put too much pressure on it regardless they came out with one four and one that's not good enough I'm sorry that it just isn't 
But they turned it around tonight. Like I said, they now have three of the last four points against really good division opponents. So let's keep it going. Hiya, Bill. What's going on, Ryan? Uh, Lawton got hooked behind the play before the shorthanded. Sure, okay. Uh, they played well because they played physical. Sometimes the Caps are not used to seeing uh, something the Caps are not used to seeing from the Flyers. The Caps couldn't push them around. Yeah, they finished their checks. They were up to the task physically. That was my first note about this game. Caps came out. They want to hit. We know what kind of game they play. They're incredibly skilled, but they use their speed to uh, to put pressure, to put um, you know bodies on bodies, and the Flyers were up to it. Uh, Caps had a couple of big hits. Flyers answered right back with big hits. They were – I was very impressed. I think this is one of their all-around best games of the season tonight. PK was great, very aggressive, loved it. Yeah, they're right back to doing what they were supposed to do. Listen, if the Capitals get set up on the power play, it's over. You know, you can make some saves, you can get some lucky blocks or something, but look at the players they have on the ice. Let's not forget Ovechkin. Look at everybody else, you know? John Carlson's one of the league's leading scorers. He's going to walk away with a Norris trophy this year. That power play, if they get set up, is going to score on you. And the Flyers, for the most part, just weren't having it tonight. They just did not let them get comfortable in the offensive zone. Uh, and what, what was the penalty kill? Five for five tonight? Something like that? I believe it was five for five. That's huge. Um you don't want to give the Capitals five opportunities because, you know, they're really good. <laughs> you don't want to give them any more of an advantage than they already have, but they were up for it tonight. They were up for this game. They came out ready to play. They weren't going to let this thing get any worse out of hand than it did, and I commend them for it. I am so happy about this game. Now, can't let up. Got to keep the momentum going. Their next game, let's give it a look. They have Thursday and Friday off, a rare two days between games, and it doesn't get much easier. I know Tampa hasn't had the same kind of season they did last year, but you look at that roster. So Saturday night, uh, January 11th, it is a 7 o'clock puck drop against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I got to tell you, if you're looking for anywhere to watch that game, oh boy, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, that place is going to be buzzing It is a great atmosphere to watch a hockey game or any game, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. It is my favorite bar at the whole Jersey Shore. It's one of my favorite bars on the planet to watch a Flyers game because the owner, Timmy Fitz, is a huge hockey fan and a huge Flyers fan. You always go somewhere, and unless it's somewhere you know, you're like, are they even going to have the game on? Like, You know, because hockey, we, we know what hockey is. It's a niche sport. Never a question if it's Patrick's. That is a hockey bar if there ever was one. And the food and beer selection is outstanding. So check out Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern right there in Wildwood Crest. It's an awesome place to watch a Flyers game or any game. All the direct TV packages they have, anything you want to watch is going to be on at Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. Check it out. All right, back to the show. Uh, Jake and Raffle have had some really impressive shifts the last few games. Jake drew two penalties tonight with his work. I am glad you brought that up, Michael, because damn has Jake Voracek been good the last few nights. Um, He seemed to be rounding into form even on the road trip when the rest of the team, you know, it gets overlooked because, oh, yeah, great, Jake. We're down, you know, and you're scoring now. Cool. You're racking up all these points and losing efforts. You don't choose when you get your points. However, his effort the last couple of nights, this is the Jake I expect to see. This is the Voracek uh, strong on the puck making things happen, making moves, forcing other, uh, forcing defenders to get outside of themselves. That's what happens. The two trips he drew tonight, hooking a trip, whatever it was, he drew the two stick penalties simply by making a move around the guy, by being aggressive, making a beeline towards the net. Was he going to shoot? Was he going to pass? It doesn't matter because he beat his man, and that gives you an advantage, whether it's a scoring chance or a power play. Jake has been awesome the last few nights. Um, You know, I criticize Jake when it's warranted. I point out when he's good, when I feel like I should. Um, I understand the frustration with a player like Jake Voracek because I get just as frustrated with him as anybody. But when you see what his ceiling is, you just go, and like that's part of the frustration. Like you don't get frustrated with players who are just bad. You know, you're like, all right, well, he just stinks. What are you going to do? Unless it's Andrew McDonald and the coach thinks he's good. Uh, and 
they just keep putting him out there despite all the evidence to the contrary. But Jake, when you see him at the top of his game, you go, man, this guy could be, I'm not going to say like a top 10 player in the league, but a legit all-star every year if he could just find a little bit of that consistency. And I always kind of thought Jake was going to age well. Um, You know, in his prime, he was one of the Flyers, maybe like, you know, in that 2014 uh, series against the Rangers, like that era Flyers, he's probably their fastest skater at that point. He doesn't have those kind of wheels anymore, but if he could just reduce the turnovers a little bit, uh, I think he could be, obviously, you know, Yager is one of the best players to ever play, not going to compare him, but a similar style to that, a guy who can control the puck and make things happen off the handle uh, like he did tonight, drawing a couple penalties, and like he did just last night, uh, setting up Raffle for that goal. Uh, as great as Hayes was with uh, his goal, Lawton made that play. He had the initial pressure, back-checked well, continued to pressure in the defensive zone, took Carlson out of the play, and opened up the lane for Hayes. Oh, I said it, and I'm probably way behind on the comments because I'm, you know, I'm, I just keep rambling here, but uh, that Hayes, at least when it was announced, that goal was unassisted. Um, didn't look like... Uh, let me see here. Yeah, Kevin Hayes unassisted. Um, but in my mind, Lawton gets uh, Lawton has as much to do with that play as anybody. He gets an assist in my head, at least. Um, I put bucks on Gudis any day. And you know I love Gudis. Uh, it was just, I, I'm sitting there, like, late last night after I uploaded postgame and everything, and uh, just looking at some of the props. I was like, oh, Gudis to score is, like, plus 50,000 or whatever the hell it was? Sure. He's going to score. He's a former flyer. Why wouldn't he? Uh, Hart played well tonight. He did. What was his final line? Let's give it a look. Team stats, please. Uh, Hart ended up stopping 26 of 28. So not a huge workload for Carter Hart, but it is a 929 save percentage, and he made some big ones, especially uh, in the second half of the game. Carter Hart's awesome at home. It's crazy. Um, He has a 29 save percentage and gives up two goals. And his home splits are going to go up after this one. That's how awesome he's been at home. Um, Can't say enough about Carter Hart. Can't say enough about this team. Say what you will about them. Consistency, frustration, um, how good you think they are overall. If you have a chance to go see them at the Wells Fargo Center, I don't know why you wouldn't because they're freaking awesome here. I don't know what it is. I don't know why. I can't explain it. Everyone's been trying to explain it. We spent at least half the show on BSH Radio this afternoon, trying to come up with reasons why. I don't know why, but they're winning, so it's cool. What do you think the road trip issues are? I Damn, man, I just, I don't know. I They're just not as good, whether they just feed off the home crowd, whether it's playing the matchup game, they just like their orange jerseys better. I wish I had an explanation for it. Um... I think the matchups have something to do with it. I think especially because, like I said, they weren't awful to start the season on the road. They were around 500 before that mid-December trip and the Lindblom stuff happened. And then, you know, the wheels fell off uh, and they were just, they won, you know, two of their last 10 road games, I think. I think they're 2-7-1 and in their last 10 road games. And it's just really snowballed out there, so... I don't know. Um, Obviously, you want to be better than 500, but at least you're keeping yourself afloat. And if you're an amazing home team, you're giving yourself a chance. But now they've they're nine, thirteen, and two, or something like that on the road. It's bad. It's not good. Like tonight's awesome win doesn't change the fact that chances are, in a best of seven series, they're going to have to play four road games, including the first two. Um, I, I don't know what the issues are. They have to get them ironed out. Hopefully they do. This seems like a a mature, well-coached team that figures things out eventually, but got to get it going. But right now they have some. They have a bunch of home games, and they're great at the Wells Fargo Center. I thought the D stepped up big tonight. Yes, stepped up metaphorically in the way they played and just stepped up the way they're supposed to, taking away time and space, not allowing, um, not allowing forwards, not allowing opponents the time they need to make great plays. Uh, there, you know, a couple couple leaks in the defensive zone led to the goals, but let us not forget, excuse me, 
let us not forget that the Capitals are awesome, and they are also the league's best road team. Like, they came in with as good of a road record, basically, as the Flyers have a home record. It's not like this is a team that uh, kills you and then hopes to get by on the road. The Capitals are just awesome, and Flyers beat them tonight, and they've played even with them two times now. Like I said, 125 minutes against the Caps, they're up 4-3. to three. Friedman, a potential replacement for Braun after this season. Um, just in terms of having six defensemen, yes. Role-wise, I hate to even say this, but I need to see more of Robert Haig in that role, and here's an opportunity for him as well with, uh, with Ghost Ailing, at least for now. Haig has a chance to step into the Braun role and show that he has a future with this team, and it would be awesome if he does. It's not like I personally don't like the guy. I want anyone who puts on a Flyers jersey to succeed. I just haven't liked what I've seen out of Robert Haig for most of the last two years, but these last couple games, I like what I'm seeing, and I think a lot of – he put up a couple – he put up the goal tonight, had that really nice assist on TK's goal last night. Um, It seems like he's got a little bit of confidence from that, and he's building on that, and I'd like to see more. I want to see him on the penalty kill – just um, Friedman, I hope, makes this. I would love to see him step in, um, step into the lineup and be a contributor. That would be great. Um, the, more homegrown, the more homegrown players, the better. Homegrown guys are always cheaper than free agents. But role-wise, I don't know if you can replace Braun with him, but Haig has a chance to show he can do it now, too. Wow, been a few weeks since I checked in. New mic and setup. Sounds great. Good job, Bill. Uh, yeah, thanks, Sean. It didn't sound great last night, but I changed some settings, moved some things around, had something set wrong. It sounded like shit last night, but hopefully it sounds a lot better uh, tonight. 18 out of 20 home games with at least one point. Yeah, and, you know, so many freaking wins. They look real good. <laughs> Pierre would have mentioned how Hayes used to make this play back in his peewee days. <laughs> yeah. All right, let's see. Um, props to the broadcast on the Oscar Strong shirts. Yeah, it's... Listen, the whole league, the whole sport is rallying around uh, Oscar Lindblom, and it's awesome to see. Um, you know, it's such an unfortunate situation. It sucks so bad. It seems awkwardly painful for Doc and Eddie O to compliment Flyers over the Caps. I just thought this was an incredibly watchable game tonight. Like, not only is it a huge win for the Flyers, I thought the broadcast was good. I thought the game action was good. It was a fun game to watch. Overall, I just thought this was one of the most... Um, enjoyable games of the season, even from an aesthetic perspective. Just, I got into it while I was watching, and it was a lot of fun. Would have been nice to see someone give Gudis a Gudis hip check. Uh, what did he do? He, like, cleared the zone with, like, just shoveling it out, and the Flyers, like, intercepted it um, in the neutral zone. And uh, Doc just goes, uh, like, Gudis just throws it out. I was like, or something like that. I was like, yep, Gudis throws it. That's about, that's about right. Gudis throws it. Washington was a great test, but a bigger test is Tampa Bay on Saturday, who have won eight in a row. Yeah, Tampa's on fire. Um, they've been a lot better lately. Uh, they didn't have the start to the year, but on home ice, the Flyers play with anybody. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but if Carter Hart's in net and the game is at the Wells Fargo Center, why would I not think it's going to be a good game? Flyers have the best points percentage against the East of teams in the East. Uh, I'm hoping uh, road thing is more against the West. Yeah, and that's they have the best per- points percentage, at least as of they showed it last night. Like they're killing the East. Um, Colorado was a Western team who's been killing the East, and the Flyers have be- better points percentage against the conference than they did. So it's not just the Eastern teams. They're they're, uh, it's not just the Eastern teams they're better than against their own conference. It's everybody. Uh, they've been awesome. So maybe it is just the long road trips and all that. So, hey, in the playoffs, you won't have to worry about going out West until the Stanley Cup final. Steal one on the road, I guess. Uh, we're a little ahead of ourselves. I'm excited, guys. I'm excited. Last night, Tampa scored nine goals. They are back on another tear. Yeah, Tampa's got a ton of talent. They're freaking awesome. I'm not scared of them. You know, Flyers could win, Flyers could lose, anything's possible. Not scared of anybody when this team plays at home. Jake's shot blocking lately. Take note, people who question his heart. Yeah, I, I feel like that's more, like, people who question his, um, 
like he's always trying out there. I just think it's his body language a lot of times and just his general attitude um, all the time on and off the ice that, that makes people question his like drive. Sometimes he plays shitty and I talk about it, but um, yeah, he's been, he's been real good lately and it's not just point production. It's, it's a lot of different aspects of the game. Uh, Lawrence, random thought I had tonight. Do we really need to be so worried about changing up the power play from game to game? The Caps have been running the same power play for 10 years, and it's still hard to stop. Uh, of course, we don't have Ovechkin, but just a thought. I, I, um, yeah, the Caps don't have to change it up because it's successful, though. That's the thing. And they also have Kuznetsov and Oshie and Carlson. And like you said, Ovechkin, like... Uh, if the Flyers get something working on the power play, sure, awesome. Stick with it for the rest of time. But they haven't yet. Leahy 2020, we are the liquor. Yeah, uh, this is 2016, make the liquor great again, is my Leahy shirt. Um, I wish Yager had been on the team longer just to teach Jake more board work, same country, similar style. Yeah, and it, like when you have two guys from the same place, I hate comparing them. Oh, well, he's a Czech right winger and he's a Czech right winger. So clearly they're the same guy, but he does have an element. And again, like that's silly to think, um, oh, well, yeah, he's going to be Yager. He could be late career Yager, though, like just a, a good 65, 70 point. Uh, 70 is a lot, but like a good 65, 70-point player who is able to control the puck that way um, and make things happen off the handle the way he did you know, the last couple nights. Jake playing better because he's finally getting comfortable in AV's system? I'm sure that's part of it. I'm sure that's a big part for, for a, lo- a lot of guys. Um, he's, he is a frustrating player to watch, but when he's good, man, he's as fun to watch as anybody. Why do you think this team has such inconsistent first periods typically? I don't know. Like, they, I, they've been scoring the first goal a bunch. It's just, I don't, I don't know. Uh, remember when they couldn't win at home and now it's the road? Yeah, that, uh, what was it the one year uh, Giroux didn't have an even strength goal at home for like most of the season, and that was like a big controversy. So I'm la- I'm glad we're over that part of um, this era of Flyers hockey. Oh, I did bring my beer down. Way to go. If you haven't had this Wawa coffee beer, it's actually way better than I- I'm trying to get a shot of it on the camera here. Yeah, the, the Winter Reserve coffee stout from Wawa. It's actually kind of decent. I-, I didn't know what to expect from it. It's like, uh, it's like 6%. Like it's a decent, pretty decent beer. I recommend it. Send me beer, Wawa. I wish TK was mic'd up every game. He res- he represents us little guys, and he does it well. I love that. I freaking, man. And that goal he scored tonight was pretty. I just love him um, Him and Wilson going back and forth. Now, listen, I don't want to see him fight Tom Wilson a little bit. I have no desire to see him get his face smashed by Tom Wilson. But I like uh, I, I like him mixing it up. That's when he's at his absolute best. He plays well angry, and the team seems to play well angry, as was evidenced by their play after that Couturier penalty. Uh, Towards the end of the game, fans up in the nosebleeds were stomping uh, in the old spectrum ways. Uh, It was nice. Yeah, listen, when the team's good, we know the atmosphere is good. We've just been waiting for a long time for the team to be good, so it took a little bit of time to come around. I was happy to see. The crowd seemed into this one tonight. Um, even Ava commented, after Hayes gets the shorthanded goal, they announced it and everything, face off, we're still on the penalty kill, and the crowd still chants, ref, you suck. And I just thought that was great. Like, yeah, not even ref, you suck. Suck it, ref. Uh, and again, like, Couturier deserved that penalty. It just it seemed as if he deserved to draw one prior to that as well. I would have been okay with the terrible road trip if we had this effort on the road. Can't win every game, but need to have a better effort on the road. Maybe the L.A. game. Um, I, I, it didn't look like an effort issue to me for most part on the road trip. Uh, so, Like the L.A. game, yeah, I think they were just absolutely flat that night. Uh, it just seemed like things weren't going their way, and it, it was just bad. They just played poorly. I didn't think it was effort. I just think it was they didn't play well enough. Can the Flyers wear their orange jerseys to make them think they're playing at home when they're on the road? I'd look into it. Uh, I think we need more 
color-on-color matchups in the NHL. I love that stuff. Whenever I play NHL video games, I make sure both teams, unless it's like, you know, both teams have the same color. But even then, you know who your teammates are. No. Uh, It would be cool, but I don't see that happening. No. (laughs) Uh, What are our power play stats? That is not helping the road woes when the power play is so off. Um, I did the power play stats today on BSH Radio, the home versus road splits, and they were... At home tonight, they were 0 for 2, but overall, they're like 25% at home, but they are like 15% on the road, which is in the bottom 10, like might be bottom 8 or 9. Yeah, the power play, the penalty kill, the goaltending, everything sucks on the road, and everything is top 5 or 10 at home. It's unfreaking believable the, the um, the way it switches. What happened with Ghost? They said he he tweaked something. Um late in the game last night and he had an MRI today. That's all I've, that's all I know. Has anyone asked AV what he sees in Vorobiev? He looks like garbage to me. Um, plays center, I think is the issue with him right now. They just, they're depleted. You know, the Nolan Patrick thing is killing them. Um, Morgan Frost wasn't getting it done. Uh, now I've, We've been over this. I'd rather have Frost here, but such is life. Um, I need a center. I don't like Vorobiev. I don't think he's very good. Um, Maybe he'll be something later in his career when he figures out what his role is and how a player in his role has to play. But as of right now, I'm not happy with what I'm seeing out of him at all. I just think it's um, lack of other options at the point, at this point. TK telling our bench it's going to be a battle made me want to jump in. Nice episode of BSH, Bill. Enjoyed the chat on Ghost. Been a subject the whole season so far. Thank you, Patrick. Yeah, it's you have to talk about Ghost now. It's not just a uh, – this isn't an aberration. It's not just a bad stretch for Ghost. There's a lot to consider with the guy. I'm a fan of his. If I had it my way, he'd be a stud and he'd be here forever. But it has not been going that way. This team collectively is fairly young with the coaching staff included as far as familiarity with coaches and young guys. I'm happy to see them trending in the right direction and doing so a bit quicker than I hoped to see last year. Um, Yeah, this is year one of actually trying to compete, which I know nobody wants to hear, but that's just what it is. Ron Hextall probably could have been a little more forthcoming with what the plan was, and maybe people would have been on board, and maybe they wouldn't. But they're actually trying to win games this year, and they're doing a decent job of it. Again, they need to be more consistent. They need to figure out what's going on in road games. But I just can't imagine that they're more the team on the road than they are the team that plays at home, you know? Like, if you were to say, line up their best home game, line up their worst road game, and go, what are they more of? It's... They have the ability to do what they do at home. Why can't they take it on the road? And that's a whole different issue that they have to figure out. But I just have to believe deep down they're closer to what I saw tonight than what I saw on that road trip. That's all. R.I.P. Leahy. Yeah, man, that was – I don't – I know it's ridiculous because it's like a a crazy Canadian show about smoking dope and drinking rum – but when Leahy died, man, I was like, in real life, uh, John Dunsworth, I was like broken up about it. It, it. it hit me. It hit me pretty good. Excuse me while I plug in the charger. My laptop battery is not great. As someone last night was like, why don't you just have it plugged in from the start? Because like, I was at 100% when I started. I do like put some time into this thing and get ready for it. I charged my laptop before, but... When you do 42 minutes of a live broadcast, drain some battery. Could TK get 30-plus goals? What's he at, 14? Uh, Where are we? I think he is 14. Yeah, 14 goals for TK. We're more than halfway through the season, but, I mean, yeah, if he goes on a tear, I don't see why he couldn't. It's definitely possible. I think 28. Um, 26 to 29 is like definitely happening. So 30, obviously, like if he has, if he has one hat trick, yes, absolutely. You know, like that puts him over the top in terms of pace. 
They said tonight on the broadcast he's projecting 70 points. Yeah, he's at 38, 39 points, something like that. Um, he's killing it. TK, he's an all-star, and it is deserved. Uh, it's deserved. He's, he's, he's where – man, what a good pick getting TK. I, I, he's fun to watch. He's, he's the guy – He's not the sniper, I guess, like, oh, can he get to 30, hopefully? And again, he's young. You know, he could turn into that. He's not the sniper we've always wanted, but all around, how do you complain about the way the guy plays? He's he's a flyer, man. That Wawa coffee stout. Yeah, it's good, man. I didn't real I didn't think it was gonna be this good. I was like, oh, it's you know, a novelty Wawa beer. I'll get some. This is actually a gift from my cousin Michelle. Thank you very much, Michelle. But it's way better. I gave it a four on a uh, on Untapped, and anything over three seven five is good for me. Lawton does seem to have found his niche as a third and fourth liner. Yeah, and you need those guys. Um, I realize y- you expect more out of a first round pick, but ha- he's got a little bit of that skill that you want. Uh, obviously, never going to be a fifty sixty point guy or anything, but. He he gives you solid minutes. You can depend on Scott Lawton out there. So he can play for my team any day. Konechny reminds me of Danny Briere being in the right spots to score. He's got a little bit of that in him. Um, I think he could carry, like, ultimately could carry the puck a little bit more than Briere. Briere was a give-and-go player. Like, if you timed the amount of time the puck was on his stick, I bet you of anyone who put up the points he put up, maybe Ovi, like guys who just didn't have the puck and then did something with it. But I think TK could develop a little bit more of a um, puck carrying game than Briere, but size and yeah, being in the right place, right time. Absolutely. He's, he's similar. If power play isn't working, why is Tarion still coaching them? Cause he's been coaching them for three months. You want to fire the power play coach after three months? Like what do you, what do you want to do? Who are we bringing in? At this point in the season, like you want to fire the power play coach after three months? Jesus. Our schedule ahead is going to be tough, Tampa and Boston. Oh, absolutely. That's why that skid they went on on that road trip, as fun as tonight was and as big of a win as it was, this win right now in my mind saved a terrible snowball effect, potentially disastrous losing streak. Just, uh, but... They need to continue to play like this. They can't be inconsistent over the next few weeks. They have a lot of tough games coming up. They gave themselves very little margin for error coming off of that trip, only getting three out of however 12 points or whatever it was. So they need to uh, they need to keep it up. There's no, oh, what a big win. Like, we can talk about it. It was fun. I loved it. I'm very happy. But they're running the gauntlet right now. Speaking of jerseys, thoughts on the all-star jerseys? I like them. They're different. You know, nobody ever seems to like any jersey. And, oh, man, that sucks. What? Design me a jersey then. Just pull out a pen and paper and draw me what you want to see. Um, I kind of like the last few years they've gone the, uh, like the baseball route with it where players, um, you know, they wear the, the white and gray or whatever, like the home and away but they sport their own logos. Like in baseball, you wear your own jersey. Um, I think that's kind of cool. Whatever. I'm not buying an all-star jersey. I don't give a shit. I'm probably not going to watch the all-star game. Like, it's a waste of time. When I saw the picture on Twitter, I tweeted, I dig them. That's my take on the all-star jersey. I felt the first month or two was not good for Sanheim. I think he's been quite good under the radar last three weeks. Um... I don't know about quite good, but I will say he's picked up the aggressiveness, like I said earlier, and that's who he needs to be, I think, if he keeps pushing the pace, joining the rush, doing the things he's best at, it will eventually turn into a really good play for Sanheim. I'm not worried about Sanheim long term, but yeah, for the beginning of the season, they just needed more out of him, and they were expecting more out of him. Bring Frost back up. I love. I would love to see Frost here. I think the thing he has to work out is, you know, the rigors of the NHL, the speed, the physicality, just playing in the best league in the world. And I don't think he can get better at that by playing in not the best league in the world, you know? Um, 
different aspects of his game. He can clean up down there. He can work on things uh, in a lower-pressure environment. But in terms of his overall development, I don't see it beneficial for him not to be here. And it's not like they have a better option. Like, when they sent him down, if Nolan Patrick, okay, yeah, he's he's back. We're plugging him into that role. Boom. Make the swap. Fine. I'm fine with that. Patrick hasn't been a world beater in his first couple of years up here, but he's a he'll make a decent 3C, and I want to see him develop. He was a second overall pick. But uh, he's not, you know, available. It, they don't have a better option. Michael Roffel, who isn't a center, is playing center right now. Maybe it's better in the long term for Frost, but in my head, I don't get it. Um, but he, you know, he had uh, a goal and two assists in his first two games, and then in the 16 games after that, he had four assists. That's not getting it done. And I, I, I wish the kid was still here, and his potential to make a play, to me, on a team that really, especially on the road, struggles to score – just his simple potential to make a play uh, and one breakout game could be, all right, and he's off and running for the rest of his career. I don't know. You know, that stuff happens. That one breakout game, the potential for that one breakout game um, is enough for me to want to keep him around, but I also get why an organization invested in his long-term future is like, all right, he's getting a little pushed around out there. Maybe he's in a little over his head. Let's let him develop longer. So I see it both ways. It's just in my mind, I want him here. Giroux at center sucks, but I do think it's better than Misha right now. Uh, low bar, maybe more of a road move. Um, Giroux at center this year showed me a lot more than Giroux at center last year when they had to do it out of necessity. But I'd just rather, I think you can, like, what did Verobia have played tonight? You know? Uh, where are you, Misha? He played 9.07, uh, no special teams time. I think you can get by with eight or nine minutes out of Vorobiev. That's not going to be the reason you win or lose a game. Um, if it keeps everyone else in their role. That's if the top three lines do their thing because they're set up well and the fourth line just kind of survives, you'll be okay. Uh, they do need to figure out something whether it's Patrick coming back, I don't know, uh, acquiring somebody, they need some, uh, just some more talent in the middle six, second and third line. You know, freaking NAK is playing second line minutes right now. I like NAK. I think he's infused some energy into this team, but best case scenario, all things being equal, he's a third liner at best. Uh, and he's, you know, out there with JVR and Kevin Hayes, two of the highest paid players in the team. I like the way they have the talent distributed given their situation right now. I think things are set up about as well as you can uh, hope for given what they're missing. But, yeah, I, I don't think there's a good answer for the lineup problems as they currently exist um, given their financial situation, given the injury situation or injury, just players not available situation, whatever you want to call it. Um, I, I don't think there's like a good, uh, I, I think they're in the best setup they could be in, uh, in terms of how they've distributed the talent in the, uh, in the top nine, at least, you know, if Farabee starts to break out and moves his way up back up, uh, into the second or third line, that could be a boost. Um, Frost comes back, that could be a boost. Patrick comes back, that could be a boost. Maybe Mark Friedman starts uh, giving him a little bit, but I don't know, just based on the situation they're in, how they go about fixing their lineup issues. Save the BSH Radio podcast for after this. Um, we already recorded it this morning, so... For a good chunk of the first period, it seemed like only the top line was doing anything, and then everyone else showed up. Jake and Raffle each deserved more from this game. Uh, I, I liked the pressure in the first. Uh, I thought it was pretty evenly played. The Capitals are really good, so they're going to win their shifts too, but TK's an all-star. Couturier's one of the best two-way centers in the league, and we all know what Giroux is. Yeah, they're going to look the best. They're going to be the Flyers' best line. Most nights. Uh, but I, I thought they played pretty evenly in the first period. TK has become a full player. 
He has, and this is something I will credit the coaching staff with, Elaine Vigneault and the assistants. They're giving him the opportunity to become a full player. You don't know if a guy can play at the end when the other guys have six uh, with the net pulled and you're in that kind of scramble mode. You don't know if a guy can play in that situation until you see him do it. They've put him out there. They've put him out there, and it hasn't gone poorly. Uh, So, obviously, most credit goes to Travis Konechny for working hard, developing, continuing to get better at his craft. But coming off of the regime we just came out of, I will credit the coaching staff for having the confidence and having – yeah, having the confidence, not being afraid to put a young, skilled player in that position. It's not like, oh, well, yeah, it's the final minute and their net is empty, so we need Chris Vandevelde out there. Like, yeah, he doesn't have a chance to make a play, though. Like, best case scenario, he gets hit with a shot. TK could actually make something happen, and that's something um, I'm really happy with this coaching staff overall with in terms of their player deployment. TK has more grit to his game than Danny B. Um, I think he throws his body more, but Danny got dirty, man. I mean, he was a uh, he was a little guy in a league that still had a lot more big guys. Um, even you know, not that long ago, even coming out of the uh, even coming out of the lockout, the league was I gotta believe bigger than than now, and he held his own in a. Uh, in a, in a different time period. Uh, TK Moore, to me, is like uh, you know, a Brad Marchand who has turned himself into one of the best players in the league, but I wouldn't sell Danny B's grit short. He was a very little guy who um, definitely didn't get cheated out there. All right, scroll down, get some more recent comments, wrap it up soon, closing in on an hour. Closing in on an hour. Um... Where are we at here? I bet Frost comes back within a couple of weeks of the All-Star break. I would like to see it. Uh, I, I want Frost back up here. I think this is where he's going to um, really develop because this is this is the league. This is the goal. And he's an AHL All-Star in his first season down there. And he played 18 games, you know, in the NHL. Um, I'm not going to say he's mastered that level, but he's a freaking All-Star at that level. It just he needs to me in my mind, and I'm not head of player development or anything. I'm just talking to you guys. To me, he's uh, he's only going to get better if he comes to the hardest league in the world. That's my thought, at least. All right. Uh, do not put G at center. Um, I don't want it. Uh, it's not. I'm not a fan of him at center anymore. He was a true number one center and legitimately in his prime carried a team of mostly replacement level players to mediocrity. And I realize that's not good enough in this town, but looking back at those rosters, fuck man. Like Matt Reed was one of our better players on those teams. Think about that. And I liked Matt Reed, especially those first two, three years. He was an effective third line player. But an effective third-line undrafted winger penalty kill specialist was one of their better players for, like, three seasons. <laughs> like, But he's just – Drew isn't that anymore. I think his points production is going to go down, but I don't necessarily think I, – I mean, this team needs to score, and he's on the top line – and the power play needs to be better, and that's like his baby, so he can be better, obviously. But I think even if his points production goes down, it doesn't necessarily mean he's less effective. He's just able to do different things. Um, I always think back to how he came into the league. He's, he's on a third line. Uh, I always looked forward to the day where the team isn't just Giroux, and so maybe we can see Giroux do even more. Like, oh, wow, yeah, Giroux, forgot how good of a penalty killer he is. Just little things like that. Uh, and he, like, it's not like he hasn't killed his fair share of penalties, but he also needs to, like, conserve energy. Um, and I, I just always, he and Couturier together, to me, are Taves and Hosa. 
Um, uh, I think it's a dynamic duo, even if G isn't putting up the points. Obviously, you want the points. The points are sexy, and you need goals to win. But just because he's not scoring at the same pace doesn't mean he's not helping them do a lot of other shit well. All right, let's see. A couple more. The coaching of TK this season has been incredible. Great point, whoever brought that up. Yeah, it's it's up to um, you know, it's up to the coaches to put their players in position to succeed, and can't say they haven't done that with TK. And again, first round pick who has shown flashes of being you know the all star that he has become this year, but we're not stapling to the, him to the bench at the end of games. We're putting him in a. We're putting him in position to succeed, and he's doing it. So credit to the coaching staff for that. Tonight was a good night uh, for Coots on national TV and his Selkie case uh, needed in a league where they don't watch a lot of games. Yeah, and we like you know we we remember that when uh when Giroux's getting listed at center uh, on the end of year All Star ballots uh, two two years ago, his first year at wing, and it was like all right, yeah, but he did have like a hundred points and he was a left winger, so I don't know why he's the third center on your ballot here. Um, he outscored everyone not named Connor McDavid, and you don't seem to understand that. I, he takes face-offs, so people think he's a center. End of the day, he lines up and takes a face-off, um, and Couturier's gotten a lot better at it, so he takes more now, but I, we know what this league is. Do you think him being an uh, do you think uh Frost being an AHL All-Star was a reason he got sent down? I can't imagine that the organization is run that way. If it is, I, I don't want to know. I give me literally any other reason than that. Be like, "Oh, well he's got a dog at home that he needed to take care of and he's got this place in Lehigh, he can't get out of the lease." I'd rather the reason be that than the fucking AHL All-Star game. I can't think of anything more meaningless than the AHL All-Star game. And I have been to two of them. I like American League hockey, but it's pointless to send him down to play in the fucking All-Star game. I really hope that's not the reason. Um, I can't imagine it is. It's like Bill is answering my question that he didn't answer. Guys, there's a lot of comments. I, I, I try to get to as many of them as I can, but I, 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 I do the best that I can. It's just me. You know, it's just me. Uh, I do got to get a better setup in here, though. I need to put something on the ceiling. This camera has, a, like, a high... Uh, yeah, got to get something up there, maybe some pennants or something. Got to figure out a way to get the Chiefs jersey back in view too. I miss being able to see my Charleston Chiefs jersey on the wall. All right, now that I'm just talking to myself, I think we'll wrap it up there. We are over an hour now, so thank you all for hanging out. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Search Broad Street Hockey wherever podcasts are found. You get so much content. It's unbelievable. Uh, Every post game, if you're not able to make one of these live here on the Facebook Guess what? It gets delivered to you a couple of hours after, depending on um, you know, how long it takes me to edit it and post it and how motivated I am. It's always up by the next morning, so if you you know commute on the way or whatever, uh, on your way to work, you can listen to it. You get that, obviously, our flagship show, BSH Radio. You get Fly Purbly. You get Checking Out the Competition, where Kelly previews each game with a uh, writer or reporter from the opponent, so you get their point of view on the game coming into it. We have the wrap-up. We have we have so much stuff, I don't even know what it all is, honestly. Every time I open iTunes, it's like, oh, you haven't downloaded anything in three days. We stopped downloading. I'm like, what do you mean? It's been three days. And it's like, I got five things to listen to. So subscribe to Broad Street Hockey. It makes all of our lives a lot easier. That's it. Uh, oh, wait. Can't leave yet because we got to talk about Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern. That's right, Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, my favorite bar at the entire Jersey Shore. It is the best place to go out for a night of watching hockey. I say it every time, but it bears repeating. They have a slap shot poster on the wall of the men's bathroom. If that doesn't set the tone for a night out of drinking with your buddies and watching some grown men on ice skates beat the shit out of each other, I don't know what does. So go to Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern in Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Easy to get to from all the shore points. Easy to get to from really anywhere in the Delaware Valley general vicinity. Uh, It's awesome. It's one of my favorite places at the whole Jersey Shore. One of my favorite bars in the world. And it all starts with Timmy Fitz. 
He's always there making sure that food is hot and that beer is cold. Fitzpatrick's Crest Tavern, Wildwood Crest, New Jersey. Go there, drink some beer, eat a pork sandwich. I guarantee you'll have a good time. All right, and that's it for real this time. Thanks for all listening. Thanks for hanging out. My name is Bill Matz. Have a great week, everybody.